Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. A behind-the-scenes consulting machine, John T. Trigonis, has mentored hundreds of filmmakers and other content creators worldwide to create compelling crowdfunding experiences that not only reach but often exceed their goals. An indie filmmaker and successful crowdfunder himself, Trigonus has literally written the book on crowdfunding for filmmakers and is currently rewriting it as a second edition. And after spending a few years as a private consultant, he puts his prowess to its ultimate use as Indiegogo's head film campaign strategist. John works behind the scenes on all the platform's most successful film and video campaigns like Super Troopers 2, Miles Ahead, Life Itself, and countless other top dollar projects, all while continuing to nurture his own creative multimedia projects. And Carol, I understand that From the Heart is a partner with Indiegogo. Yes, Claire. We're honored to work with Indiegogo for over five years now. And thanks for joining us, John. Uh, thank you for having me. We love, uh, we love working with you and, uh, and, and all your campaigners. So uh, we want to keep that going as strong as can be. Absolutely. All right. Well, what we want to do today is cover the most important parts of creating and running a successful campaign. So we will cover building your team, creating your Indiegogo pitch video, covering your story, creating your perks, choosing your goal. So, John, let's start with how to build your community. That's a key endeavor in the very beginning, right? Absolutely. That's, uh, and that's probably the, the, the most difficult part. Um, and the only reason it's ever difficult, especially for filmmakers and, and creators, is because it means a lot of work before we even think about crowdfunding. Because if we're trying to do it while we're crowdfunding, I mean, you can't you can't quote ask people for money two minutes after you've just met them. It just it rubs people the wrong way and it leaves a bad taste in their mouth, and you're not going to get any money. Um, so a lot of that audience building happens between depending on how much time you put in between two weeks to six months. Uh, before you even start putting together a campaign. And basically what you're doing is you are interacting with people, most likely via social media, but also in real life, or hashtag IRL, as they like to say, and going to events, going to seminars, getting knowledge, meeting people, and most importantly, going to the pub after all of these kinds of things, to really talk about your film projects to other people, hear, their, hear about their projects, exchange information, connect on social media, and there you're building out your community. Now, I do make a, a slight dichotomy between a filmmaker's community and their audience. They are sometimes not the same. 
Sometimes your community are a bunch of other filmmakers and a bunch of other creators that maybe they don't necessarily care about what you're doing. They don't like your films, but they want to support you because you're a fellow filmmaker. So they'll give you five, 10 bucks, but they're probably not going to pay 25 to see your film before anybody else because they might not like that. So that's why it's important to find your community and interact with them. But also if you're making a horror movie, a dramedy, a comedy, you got to look for people who are actually interested in those topics get in the conversations that they're having on Facebook, on Twitter, even on LinkedIn maybe, and any other, um, any other social media sites that are, that are where film people hang out. Um, so that includes places like Stage 32, for example, and, and other ones that are very, very niche but very focused on uh, one like. And reaching out to them and getting them hooked about your idea, about the film that you're eventually going to crowdfund in the future and talking to them just as much as you talk to your community and just as much as you would talk to anybody that you meet on the internet or in reality. That's well, a that's, lot of time. That's a lot of work. And a lot of yeah. work. A lot, it's a lot of work. But the, the more work you put into before the campaign, the slightly less work you will need to do during the campaign. And the main thing is most people are doing more work than they have to in the campaign because they get an idea and then tomorrow they want to crowdfund it. And it's like, mm, no, <laughs> not ready. Got to do some, some serious work. And it's not going to be fun work. It's not going to be the kind of work that filmmakers like to do because we're not going to be shooting videos. We're not going to be, we're going to be literally sitting in front of a computer or in front of our phone talking with people that should be fun. But when you really just want to be shooting stuff and creating, it sometimes isn't. But it's, you got to do it. It's part of the job. Part of the job, right. Well, then besides <laughs> that, you say you have to build your team, which is the next important thing. So tell us how we do that. Yeah, the team is uh, becoming much more important um, now than ever before. And so – Technically, in, in, in terms of a crowdfunding campaign, you can completely run it by yourself. You absolutely can if, if you want a couple of thousand bucks, and I mean like $2,000 to 5000 maybe. Um, the, the big question I put to filmmakers is why would you want to run a, a campaign by yourself? You're going to have to do so much more work. You're going to have to connect with more people and you're going to have to figure out the strategy behind things all by yourself, probably on top of a full-time job or other gigs that you're doing as a filmmaker to make ends meet. So you don't have that kind of time. Hire people or get people to work for, you know, either a commission, a piece of the, the amount, depending on what their job is. Um, but, a, you know, they can get a piece of what's raised or you can just pay them an upfront stipend. Um, or you can get interns to work for you for college credit. There's a whole process to that. Obviously, you've got to go to the schools and fill out forms and all that stuff. But I've seen people do it, and they've, and they've gotten stuff out of it. The key people that you want on your team, especially if you're not 100% into social media or you're not very good at it yet, is a social media person who understands the importance of interactions 
And also, depending on how much funding you want to raise, you may have to run a couple of ads. You might have to boost Facebook posts. I mean, your chances are you're going to have to boost Facebook posts because they're not going to allow you to reach your following unless you put some money behind it. It's just how Facebook does things today. Um, so, you know, you want somebody who understands how to do those things because Facebook, for example, doesn't make their, uh, their social media manager app very user-friendly. You actually have to be a social media person to be able to use it properly. Otherwise, you're going to just waste money. So you want somebody that understands that part of it, can track that data so that you can analyze some of that data, and then tell you like, hey, we, we, we ran a few ads. These didn't work. Maybe we should try this messaging, try this kind of image, do more video. That's a really important person to have. Most filmmakers, they shouldn't be expected to learn that because Social media, again, it's a, it's a, it's a high-paying job nowadays um, because you do have to know a lot and you have to work a lot uh, to, to really put out a good social media campaign. So hiring or getting someone to do that part might be worth it. Um, the other kinds of people uh, that you should bring on definitely if you're, you know, if you're not a designer, you know, and you, you know how to make a film, but you just don't know how to make a good-looking campaign you know, with, you know, section headers instead of, like, bold text, you know, in breaking up the story section of your Indiegogo page, you know, if you're trying to raise $50,000, you kind of need to really amp up the uh, design and the look and the feel of the campaign. A campaign, uh, a crowdfunding campaign should be an extension of the movie that you're making. So if we're reading a bunch of white, you know, black text on white pages, Obviously, you're a writer and not a filmmaker, you know, and we're not really going to get immersed in your story, which means you're not going to get our money at the end of the day. So we really need to, to do that kind of stuff. And the, if we can't do it, that's fine. You don't have to be a designer. Get a designer. Get somebody who can look at your, you know, your movie and get ideas and design, photo, you know, photographs, images, um, you know, a pie chart that tells us where our money is going to go, you know, little things like that instead of bullet points. Bullet points are boring um, unless they're in a gangster movie, you know. Um, you know, we want a pie chart that really encompasses what the movie's about. If it's a movie about a record store, then I expect to see not a pie chart from Microsoft Office, but a pie chart that looks like a record and breaks everything up accordingly. Um, that just shows people that you are creative, doesn't have to be you designing it, but it shows that you're creative enough to get someone to design this because you care about the look and feel of your campaign because you want people to care enough to give you money to make that film that you are selling them on. Right. Those are two important Absolutely. people to have. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, no, it, you, this is an art form. Uh, documentaries and features, and if you can't put that art on the paper, you're just not going to get the money. It's all about exactly. that. And it's been like that for for decades. I mean, that's you know, even even pitching Hollywood, like you know, the, nowadays they don't want they don't want a, a boring pitch, you know, deck. They want lookbooks. They want things to. They want you to give them a taste of your first scene right there. Why should crowdfunding be any different? The only difference is you're catering to an everyday Jane or Joe. And you're going to get probably 5 or $25, but who knows? Who knows who's looking? You might find someone to give you $5,000.
Oh, I've seen that happen before. Yep. I've seen people shocked with the amount of money they raised. And one person, John, was doing a, a film about Shakespeare, a Shakespearean play. So mm. the, that guy was hanging out on a website, a, talk, a chat room about Shakespeare uh, yep. in general. And he started talking about his film and the perks, and they they were going to a way to shoot, and so they put their house up for a month for seven thousand five hundred, and somebody they didn't know just found on that website bought it. So there wow. were seventy five hundred dollars that came from being uh, from being in a chat room talking about Shakespeare, which is uh, whatever the subject of your film is. So that goes back mm-hmm. to creating your community. Absolutely. And, and, and nurturing it after the fact, because again, for that person, the campaign was already running. You're not going to stop talking to people and you can't just push out every day, you know, oh, please support my campaign. That, that nobody's going to look at that anymore. It's like you have to constantly be engaging. For me, inter, interactions are all that matter on social media, whether it's before your campaign or promoting during your campaign. It's not about how big of a reach you have. You, you could have 10 million followers. I don't care. You know, that doesn't mean anything. Are you actually talking to them? Are you talking to all of them? Chances are not that many. But if you have 1,000 followers, you could probably talk to 500 of them on a, weekly, on a week-to-week basis, which means you are talking to your following, and most of them will probably give you at least five bucks. You know, it's just a lot, a lot of work. Yes, it is. Well, let's get into the pitch video for Indiegogo. Tell us what uh, the parameters are to have an incredible video. So, yeah, this is great. I remember we we definitely chatted about this in the past, and I like talking about it uh, regularly because it changes quite a bit. Yes. Um, You know, I mean, it – the length is the main thing that changes. Like I think the last time we spoke, it was around three minutes ish was yeah. still okay. Now it's, it's two minutes, 20 seconds tops. That should be, oh. you know, if we can't get it across in that amount of time, the attention span of our audience, primarily our audience, the community, they'll, they'll watch a three minute video, but we're not making movies for other filmmakers. We're making movies for everyday people and everyday people's attention spans are as long as a tweet, which thankfully they just, uh, they just made tweets a little longer at 280 characters instead of 140. But uh, that'll take a little while to roll out, but we still want to watch it or look at things in one sitting and not take too much of our time because time is a commodity. It's the one thing we can't get back. That said, we now have to make campaign videos as exciting and interesting as possible. Um, the, the, the basics are still the same. You still need to be in it. You definitely still need to show your face and talk to us, look us in the eyes, and tell us who you are, what you've done, and what this project is about, and why we should care enough to help you fund it. That's number one. You have to be in it to tell us all that info. Then after that, we need to know that you are, in fact, a filmmaker. Every year, this gets more and more important. I call it the showcase. If you are a first-time filmmaker and you want $10,000, you are going to struggle. If this was four years ago, you would not have to struggle as much. Nowadays, $10,000, we expect you to have a body of work now. 
It doesn't matter if it's on YouTube, if it's exclusively available on Instagram, if it, it doesn't matter. You just have to have stuff that we can look at and say, oh, wow, that was actually kind of cool. I'll give this person 20 bucks. You know, so the showcase is very important because the, the more technological our phones get, the less the word filmmaker really has true meaning. And Oh, my goodness. This, I know that was wow. a pretty uh, bold, bold statement. I just <laughs> just like, wow. That's a, but it is, it, it, it's absolutely true. And, and, again, I love my phone, and I, and I think there's, I mean, there's a whole branch of filmmaking out there called, you know, iPhone filmmaking, and I've seen some amazing stuff, and some stuff has won awards at film festivals, legit film festivals, shot on an iPhone with a bunch of attachments to make it more cinematic in quality. But it doesn't change the fact that most people believe they can buy an iPhone and shoot a great piece of cinema just as it is. So we have to really demonstrate if we want money, we have to say, hey, I need this money because this camera that I want to rent is going to give me this look and I can't get that anywhere else. I want to, I want to get this effect and I need these kinds of lights. So we have to be specific in our videos and then also in the, uh, what I'm calling more and more the uh, campaign narrative, which is uh, like the story section on the Indiegogo page, you know, where you write down everything and you tell us what the budget is, how much money you're getting from crowdfunding and, and what that money is going to go for. Um, the, you know, that, that whole aspect is the, the campaign narrative kind of dives a little deeper into it. But we have to start it off in the video by telling them, like, this is, what, this is what we need the money for. Not because we can't get the money from anywhere else. We can. You know, absolutely can nowadays. But we're choosing to go to the audience because we want our audience to be a part of this. And that's also something that should be mentioned in the campaign, in, some, in the campaign video in some way, shape, or form. Um, and then by the end of all that, you know, again, two minutes, 20 seconds worth, uh, you know, we, we get to the, uh, the call to action and just remind people that, hey, I'm making, a, I'm making a, an ask here or what I call the invitation for you to be a part of this, so, so come on board. We have to tell them what we expect them to do when they finish watching that video. And our goal is to get them to watch the entire video so that they don't even have to read the rest of it. They don't even have to you know, dive deeper. It's just they see it, they get the ideas, they know what we need the money for, and now they just got to take a look at some perks and, and, and pick a perk and then leave. Um, so that, that's the campaign video in a nutshell. Um, there's, there's obviously other things to it, like if you're doing post-production funding, which is a lot easier than a campaign video for a movie that only has storyboards. If you only have storyboards, it's just more difficult because you can't get very visual. The choices we have there is go out and shoot some test footage. That's, just, that's going to be just as good as the finished product. And that means people are going to have to spend some money most likely or call in favors or do something. But you kind of need some kind of visual images to get us excited by what you're telling us. And that's why post-production funding is a little easier because you can always – take a snippet of the teaser, throw it in there, or at least talk, you know, do a voiceover over some of the footage just so we can be watching this footage and say to ourselves, oh, man, this is amazing. And then we're hearing you tell us your whole story of who you are, what you need the funding for, and why we should actually give you our money. Right. 
I usually tell them it's the W's. W, start off with who, mm-hmm. why, what, where you're shooting, uh, all of the W's. If you cover those, then we've got it made. Yep. But the interesting thing is that a few years ago, uh, we knew from statistics from Indiegogo that 95% of the people didn't watch the entire video, and that's yep. when it was three and a half, four or five minutes long. So now with the 220, does that mean that a higher percentage is watching the entire video? Um, at the end of the day, Carol, it becomes about the quality of the video and, and the, the interestingness of the story. If interestingness is a word, I'm not sure, but um, – yeah, the, you know, it, it really comes down to how good are you doing, how well are you doing as a storyteller to tell your crowdfunding story to us in a way that's visual and stimulating and exciting. Most likely, most filmmakers don't do a great enough job. That's just that's the fact, and that's why people don't watch the entire video. Oh, my gosh. That's sad to hear. <laughs> but... Uh, some, I have to say that there seems to be this concept, it's like a myth, that you just put it out there and they will come, um, that they want to fund films and people are trolling around looking for films and they'll find you. But this is all wrong. They will not find you. You have to crowd fund to your own crowd. And you've yep. got to have a, a compelling story. It's all about story, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, uh, I'm, I'm using that term campaign narrative much more now because the story aspect is so important. And we forget. I, I, I always tell people, like, you know, with crowdfunding, people have a, a bad tendency, especially filmmakers, because we're, we're naturally creative people. But we, we think, like, oh, dude, i got to get the money. And, and it's like we put on this imaginary suit and tie and, and we're going after, like, investors. We are not going after investors. We are going after an audience. The more suit and tie and buttoned up you look, the less they want anything to do with you. Um, so you have to really tell your own personal story about why this is meaningful to you. And then, in turn, we will be able to make a decision whether or not it is meaningful to us enough to get us to back it and proudly back it. So that's that's the thing. And And it starts with the people that we know. That's the big myth, as you mentioned, Carol. Uh, you know, like, there's no, this isn't field of dreams. This, you know, this, this yeah. is not, if you build it, we will come. I have seen beautiful looking campaigns that have done, that have gone above and beyond my advice. And they just didn't have the audience. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to actually go off to their family and friends and people that they knew, because in their mind this was crowdfunding. Where does the crowd begin? <laughs> right. That's right, my question. Right. Where does Where does it begin? Guess what? It begins with me and mine, because I need to earn the rest of the other people's attention. I need to earn it. I gotta find them first. But when I find them. Everything that I did with my page, everything that is me and who I am, that has to be earned. I, I have to earn their trust to be able to take their money and put it to my film. And the only thing that can do that is my campaign, my campaign video, and, and everything from, from the, the way it looks to the quality of the perks to when they're going to be able to actually watch my film. Right. 
Well done. All right. Well, what about uh, giving us the names of some top grossing videos that we can watch and so we can get a visual of what really works? Oh, that's a good question. I did not. I did not prep for that one, but actually I have a couple. Um, I think um, one that's a really good one. Um, it's a documentary. It's, and, and, and I like to give them uh, give ones that are that are now because uh, you know try to keep it as as recent and relevant as possible. There's one called Happy Happy Joy Joy, the Ren and Stimpy story. Uh, so the old cartoon from wow, I guess the '90s now. Um, Ren and Stimpy. These uh, these two guys are doing a, a documentary about uh, the the animators behind the series and, and the, the the rabid fan base that still exists. For the show, um, uh-huh. so they're crowd they're uh, they're crowdfunding on Indiegogo right now, and uh, they have a pretty pretty awesome video. It's pretty standard. It follows everything that I say, mainly because I'm working directly with them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, it's a great. I think it's a great video. I think it's really fun. Um, there is another one that is not launched yet, but I can talk about it. Uh, it's going to be a smaller 28, I think they're trying to raise $28,000. Um, it's for an 80s style uh, action movie called uh, Night Run. And I think it's launching on October 1st. So when that launches, people can take a look at the video. I've seen it because uh, I, I gave critique and all that about it. And it's, it's just a fun video. Um, and if they Google, if people Google that now, you'll actually be able to see a uh, uh, what we call a coming soon video um, that they put together that basically says like coming soon to Indiegogo. And it's got basically the trailer uh, for the, for the film or a trailer that was shot um, that was shot specifically for the, the campaign. Um, but, uh, but the other, the actual video is actually pretty awesome as well in the style of the eighties. So again, there's certain, you know, there's, there's certain rules of making a video that you can break if you're creative enough. And that, and that's where it comes down to. So that, that video for night run has the person in it, the director. Um, but he also has like a cool eighties style voiceover for like what they used to do in old eighties movies. So again, it's relevant, but it still has all of the aspects to make us, make a make the best choice possible to actually give our money to this campaign or pass. So those are two that you should that I that I recommend Great. people checking out. Well let me ask you about a coming soon. In other words, he mm-hmm. put his um page up and said coming soon. It's yep. up ahead of time. Yeah, so Indiegogo How exciting. Has, yeah, Indiegogo has a feature called the I think it's called the uh pre launch page. Um, uh-huh. And it's basically, when it's used properly, it's, uh, it's, it's used to gather emails so that you can have a stronger soft launch. And I can talk about that in a second, uh, which is basically a launch. Before you officially launch, you basically reach out to friends and family and get them to put in between days one and three. That's typically a soft launch. And then in a perfect world... Sometimes that perfect world is a real world. You'll get 30% of whatever amount of money you want to raise from crowdfunding from your friends and family exclusively within the first three days. That number will then propel you or, or rather compel other people 
who just stumble upon the campaign on Twitter, Facebook, or just by an email to actually put in because you have momentum already. So that's the soft launch idea. The pre-launch page helps you add to your soft launch host committee, as I call it, which is your friends and family. But if you can get people signing up for an email on the pre-launch page that you can promote a week or a month in advance if you want, they will be alerted on day one, the minute you go live, which starts your soft launch, and they'll have an opportunity to put in just like your friends and family within the first few days if they choose. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's so great. It's, been, it's been a very beneficial thing uh, that we've definitely seen for film campaigns. And, you know, you can, you can set it up. You can add a video to it that people can watch to get them excited. So it's a really uh, – it's one of the – one of the enhancements of Indiegogo that I'm, I'm most excited about, uh, that I see the most positive results. Oh, that's great. Now, um, and just what you were just telling us, you mentioned about you're critiquing someone's work and how you are working with filmmakers. So tell us, that, uh, because I know I have, I'm on mm-hmm. there with you on emails and see how you're giving responses to filmmakers that are working through from the Heart Productions with Indiegogo, and you really go out of your way. You do a marvelous job before they launch uh, by critiquing their work giving them feedback and so tell us what you do there and also how Indiegogo will support filmmakers through From the Heart and Indiegogo combined with your, uh, when they hit the 30%, how you help market for them. Absolutely, yeah, these are great questions Um, and and important that people should know um, so that they know what to expect from from us. Yeah, um, so again, just background on me, you know, outside of writing the book, I've been at Indiegogo for five years, for anybody in the audience who, who, who probably doesn't know who I am. Um, you know, I've been uh, in the crowdfunding industry for about eight years total, um, and, and I've been working for Indiegogo as a creative campaign strategist for the last five years. I'm pretty much a veteran here, um, you know, as, as far as the majority of the other uh, – employees. Um, And basically, I work with campaigns to give them advice on what's working and what's not working in their campaigns. It's always better when I can uh, get when I can see a draft of the campaign, at least two weeks before the launch, because my feedback, as, as you've seen, Carol, is very extensive. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't do the I don't do the whole, um, what do they call? I don't even know what they're called. Like when people use macros, I think they're called, where they like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're canned responses. Like I have some that I start out and then I go in because every campaign is unique. I have to like look at it. I have to think about a few things and I have to respond. So each email can sometimes take me like 45 minutes to an hour and a half uh, just to write one. Um, which is why I try to, so the criteria for sending to me is you need to download number one, when, when people get to the, the art of film funding, you know, site and or, uh, from the heart production, uh, site, download that film handbook, which I also wrote. It's 15 pages and read the 15 pages as if you are reading the gospel. Um, Absolutely. Call it, call it the, the gospel Bible of Perdonis. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> 
Um, I like to think my book is the Bible for filmmakers, but but this could be the Gospel of Trigonus, like the second Gospel. Okay, um, I'll I'll <laughs> stick with that too. I do think your book is brilliant, and the it, the second edition is already out, isn't it, John? Yes, it is. It's been out since um, uh, last year, uh, like mid last year, uh, and that's right. and that's been doing doing pretty well. So I'm I'm happy to 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 say that, but. Again, like the good thing about the handbook uh, that they can download for free uh, at your site is that it dives into even how to create your Indiegogo campaign, and it gives a lot of examples. So, you know, what, what we want to do is those are the basics. Those are the things that I, because of my workload, I don't have time to even address those things. That's why I wrote the handbook. That's, I mean, it's basically slightly competitive to my book, even though – my book obviously is 250 pages, and it dives into a lot more examples and a lot more strategy than the handbook does for Indiegogo because, hey, if you want more strategy, you can buy the book, right? Um, but this kind of focuses on creating the Indiegogo campaign, show, showcasing some of our best campaigns from look to campaign video to, to how much money they raised and how they raised it, and basically putting a, a campaigner should put the campaign together based on that and then send it to you or send it to me or, you know, you can send it to me or however we work that. And, the, you know, the reason is I want to be able to dive in, but if I see that a campaign is just all text in the story, then, number one, I know they didn't read the book because yes, that's the first yes. thing we say is do not have just text it doesn't work anymore so you know when i see that obviously i you know i can't look at it and I, i'll tell people like guys you gotta you gotta read the handbook like that's why it's there um so trust so whoever's listening out there and i know there's a lot of you um read that handbook it's free no look for any other platform out there nobody else has a handbook like this and nobody else has a handbook written by the guy who literally wrote the book twice on crowdfunding for film so it's like you can you're in good hands, you know. It's like the Allstate commercial. You're in good hands with, with Indiegogo, but you've got to do the work. You've got to read the thing, and it's such a simple read because, again, me I keep people in I keep people in mind, and I know filmmakers like me do not like to read too much. So it's a very visual companion. You just got to read a few things, do what it says, then send it to me, and I'm always more than happy to look at it, give a good solid critique and get it back to you so that you can be the most successful as possible. Now, in terms of like Indiegogo, because a lot of people are always like, hey, what does Indiegogo do for us? You know, which, is, which I hear quite a bit, and, and it's natural. Like, you know, we're not just a platform. Uh, what we do is re, we reward filmmakers and, and any campaigners with some promotional things that you unlock once you hit that first 30% of your funding, which, again, ideally – comes 100% from the people that you know, friends and family. Um, once you hit that 30%, uh, I, I run uh, the Indiegogo Film Twitter handle. Um, I've been doing that for about three years, and I've grown it very substantially um, just by interacting with the audience and promoting when people reach that first third of their goal. So you can, you know, once you hit that, I typically have campaigners reach out to me, and I ask them for a few assets, and then we push it out to 18.4 thousand followers who are following wow, that's great. film. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, again, Indiegogo's got 300-something thousand. That's great. 
but that's 300-something thousand that they like everything. Chances are you're not going to find a lot of film people there, but Indiegogo Film, you know 100% those are film people. They are film fans and other filmmakers. They might support a project if, they, if, it, if it captures their attention and imagination well enough. So that's a big asset that we have. Depending on other projects, depending on the size and scope of a project, typically around the 50000 and up level, um, we can also get more promotion from, like, Indiegogo itself, um, at Indiegogo on Twitter, and then the Indiegogo film page. But those have some different requirements. Like, for Indiegogo film, where, where they're always looking to promote on the Facebook page. They're always uh, – not Indiegogo film, rather, sorry. Indiegogo proper – uh, their Facebook page, they're, they're doing a lot more video content now because we're seeing, as I predicted about three years ago, that video was going to be Facebook's thing. They're seeing that video content that Indiegogo pushes out is actually getting more interactions than anything else that we've ever posted. So we have the campaigners create 30-second uh, to a minute-long videos that are done in like the, the daily dot style of videos, which is basically very quick, you know, quick cutting images with bold text across it so that you're reading things and you're also seeing nice images. Um, and if they can do that, then they can, we can promote that as well. Um, and then, uh, I mean, that's basically What's the... that style again, John? Give us it, that style name yeah. again, video dot. Well, it's called, the, the website is called the, the Daily Dot. Um, uh-huh. And it's basically just it's a it's just they do these videos that are just very like if your volume is off and you want to watch the video you can read subtitles on YouTube it's kind of like that but the typically the font is like bigger and it takes up a good chunk of the screen so it's 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 just very stylized videos um, but if you mm-hmm. if you direct people to the daily dot dot com. Um, they will, uh, you'll be able to see a bunch of their videos there. Um, that's kind of what we're working with because we see that that's, that gets the interactions and then it, it sometimes leads to a uh, conversion. Uh, to a donation. Mm-hmm. Yep, Good. sorry about that. <clears throat> okay. Well, all right, let's, let's uh, get over. First of all, I want to go back to your book. And now it's on Amazon. Right, and uh, Michael Weesey yep. Productions. Yes, it is. And there's digital copies available, uh, I think, like um, on Nook, uh, that's the Barnes & Noble uh, site, and also uh, you can get it on Amazon Kindle as well. Amazon Kindle. Okay, yep. now, do you, do you do personal consultations? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't need to uh, yet because <laughs> I, I work for Indiegogo and, and they pay me to, uh, to work directly with their campaigners. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that's why I have the, the criteria because technically I'm, you know, I'm so, you know, my, my priority campaigns are anything that's looking to raise 50000 and above and that can actually do that. Um, those are the ones that I'm, I'm supposed to be like focusing a good chunk of my attention on. So anything that falls in the realm of like 20000 it's kind of like they have, that's why they have to be, you know, they have to have read the handbook. And, and this is, this goes outside of like, even just um, from the heart productions, anybody who reaches out to me, I'll say like, Hey, listen, you can download this free guide. You can buy my book, put the t- campaign together, send it over to me. 
when it's, when it's ready to be looked at and give yourself two weeks because you're going to need two weeks to fix up ba- you know, based on my critique. So I kind of do that with any campaign that's, that's looking to raise you know, anything less than about 50000 um, And then, um, yeah, so I don't really need to kind of offer my, my services uh, just yet. Um, you know, it, it, at one point, who knows? Uh, who knows what the future holds, right? Right. Okay. Well, keep us informed here because I know a lot of people love to work with you. But Absolutely. tell us how long you uh, recommend you want to uh, that they run a campaign. What's the magic number of days? I, I think the magic number is still uh, around between thirty and forty-five days. Um, uh-huh. that, that's kind of you know. Cause after that, it, it just you really need to have. If if you want to do longer, you have to have a strategy for almost every week. Well, definitely every week. But almost by the day, you have to have a strategy. And a strategy isn't, you know, the, the, the days of a strategy being, oh, I'm going to post to social media three times a day. I mean, that, those are done. That, that's boring. Like, nobody's even going to pay attention. We need a strategy. If you have a movie about a particular topic, you need to look at the angles. You need to look at partners that you can connect with, Facebook groups, Twitter uh, hashtags. You, there's so much work to strategize the campaign around these avenues that can lead to further amplification. So I always tell people run a campaign for as long as you know, you have a strategy for. Um, wow. That's the right. other. That's exactly right. And don't yeah. be afraid to keep going back to the same list. People tell me, Oh no, I can't send another one out, but nope, you yep, can, can. <laughs> because they're waiting to hear from you. Actually, they love what you're sending or they yeah. would, or you would have been clicked away a long time ago. And, Absolutely. and, and we, they, they really will come through even towards the end. They may be sitting there waiting to see how close you're going to get to your, to the uh, goal and then they'll come in, right? And, and that's exactly it. And, and, and again, it's part of the, the, especially filmmakers, I find that, like, I've worked with a few technology campaigns, like products. They don't have that same, you know, attitude of, like, oh, I can't do this, you know, because, no, they're selling a product. <laughs> they need to get that's people right. to buy. And they, and they won't even stop, a, t- a product campaign won't even stop at, hey, we got you as a backer. They're going to be like, hey, you bought our item. Well, we just launched this new piece, this adapter for that item. You can get it here for, for less money. And they will tackle, tackle them right there, upselling. I mean, it's, these are things that filmmakers are like, ooh, can't, can't do that. And I'm like, no, you want the money or not? You know, That's do you right. want, an, do you, and more importantly, let's be honest, Carol, do they want an audience or not? You know, yes. that's, that's what it comes down to. And yes, they do want to hear from you. And if they don't want to hear from you, they will politely or sometimes impolitely ask you to be, to have them removed from the list. And all you got to do is remove them from the list. Take a look at how, you know, how many people have done that. And if it's a decent amount of people, then you know, you're overdoing it. If it's one or two, Move on, you know, Move take on. them off the yes. list and, and send another one out. And I would say, yeah, don't, don't upset them. Do at least one a week. That's it. At least, you know, absolutely, right. I'd say at least, at most, I would say twice a week. And then the best thing to do, and again, it, these, are, these, are, these are more granular tactics makers to realize. Oh, we're getting uh, some interference uh, John, can you get uh, 
I think we just lost your signal a bit. Uh-oh, can you hear me okay now? Now now I can. Now you're back. Well, okay, what cool. I want you to do is just, I know it, uh, you've been so good to us, but just give us one more thing, and that is explain to people that the amount of their goal does not necessarily have to be the amount of their budget. In fact, the two things are not related at all. How do you yep. choose the goal that you think you can hit? Uh, that's a, that's the most important thing I think I'll probably talk about today. <laughs> All that other stuff <laughs> is important, but this is, this is probably the most. Yeah. It's okay. So the number one crowdfunding, when it was invented, uh, it was not intended to fund an entire film. It just, it, it even to this day, when you look at the multi-million dollar campaigns, that's a fraction yeah. of the budget. And that's, and they knew that they knew that going in. Filmmakers today, you know, especially at the indie level, yeah, if you can make a $10,000 film and you have the, uh, what we call the social capital, the social media um, interest of, of, of the people who follow you, if you have that kind of capital to get $10,000, great. You can, you can totally do your entire film budget in crowdfunding. It's very rare when that happens. How do you choose the budget or the goal, rather? I don't even like to use the word budget to talk about it because it's not the budget. Um, the goal for the campaign is still the same. I, I, I kind of dive deep into it in, in my book as well, a little bit deeper, but these are the basics. You've got to look at yourself in the mirror and straight up ask yourself, what is my email list like? What is my social media following like? And how engaged are each of those lists, whether it's email, Twitter, Facebook, how engaged are they to what I put out? And how engaged am I to what they're putting out? Am I responding to comments? That's, you know, num- number one. Am I posting enough? And am, am I getting 50 likes or five likes per post? That's number one. Based on that answer, we're going to put that answer aside. But the next question to ask is, can I, you know, uh, can I get 30% of my money from friends and family, of the money that I want? I want $5,000. Can I get 30% of that from friends and family? If the answer is yes, great. Move to the next question, which is, can I get that in three days? That's it. Right. If the answer is right. no, that your family uh-huh. and friends, you're pretty positive that you can't get you know, 30% of $5,000 or whatever amount you want from your friends and family, then all you've got to do is lower that goal to an amount that you know you can get. The 30% of that amount and set that as your goal. And then you go beyond it. How's that? You hit your goal and then you keep going. And you keep going. It's called stretch goals, right? Uh, The stretch goal tactics. So again, the, the, the key psychology here is if you set too high a goal, and yes, even though Indiegogo has the flexible funding option in which you keep whatever you raise, the campaign to the Neanderthals out there in the world, and there are many of them, they will still look at your campaign and see that your green line did not hit the end of it. it does not, it's not a beautiful green line. You only got $5,000 out of 25000 and it looks to them like a failure of a campaign. Now, the truth is it's probably not. You've got 5000 bucks out of that 25000 but you have to look to see what an investor five years from now is going to think 
when you want to bring to them a, a bigger movie and you need real investment money and they're going to look and see this failed campaign that only raised $5,000, they're going to say to themselves, oh, this person doesn't even have an audience, so I'm not going to give them my money. You've got to well, think and the, of and that. distribution, John, it, it starts with the distribution. They want to know if you understand uh, social mm-hmm. media and they want to look at your campaign. This follows you from day one. That's what I tell filmmakers. Think, think carefully about this because everybody's going to say, oh, did you run a campaign? Well, you know, when you're out raising money, they'll say, well, did you try uh, uh, Indiegogo? And yes, I did. And how did you do? Well, I, I had a lot of problems. So I didn't quite make my goal. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear that. I mean, that. that's a turnoff. And it, yep. so all your life, people are going to be after you. This is a very important decision, the amount of the goal. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, another thing that I, I typically hear from filmmakers uh, it's my new favorite, uh, actually, it's my new favorite pet peeve is, you know, somebody wants <laughs> a, a, a very high goal, and then I'll tell them, you know, I'll look, I'll look into them, because I troll people, and I'll be like, yeah, probably not going to happen, you know, I'll have the man ask my three questions, or, you know, ask my questions, and, and they'll be like, yeah, I can't get this from my family, but I can't lower it, I need this amount. I'll say to them, okay, are you running a flexible campaign with Indiegogo or a fixed campaign? And the minute they tell me flexible, I'm gonna, I tell them straight up, oh, so you actually can work with less money. Set less of a goal. Because that's Absolutely. the key thing. If you know you need a certain amount of money, you know what? We have both options. Go fixed. You, if you don't hit that goal, and I might think it's too high, but hey, if you don't hit it, guess what? We refund everybody. Nobody's charged. You don't have to make a film. But if you know that you can work with anything less, you know what? It's in your best interest to set the right goal that you can hit in half the time of the campaign and then potentially double through a really good stretch goal campaign. Absolutely. One of our campaigns did like 300% last year. Did that deliberately. He's a man who worked in marketing. He knew marketing. And so he deliberately set his goal low and then just went crazy with it. Everybody loved it. It was the coolest meditation. Do you know Ken Sheets? He he loves Indiegogo. He did a marvelous job. Uh, but he knew to set his goal low, and they hit that 30% in a matter of a few days and just kept running with it. And and it didn't deter anyone. They, Even though the, it was way over the goal, they kept right on. They stayed with him. Wow. Yeah. No, that's how, that's how it should be done. I mean, there's, there's almost no other way to do it nowadays. Um, but the, the thing is, there's just people aren't educating themselves enough on this topic to really know that that is a, a, a big strategy, which is why, again, it's mentioned in, it's mentioned briefly in the film handbook, but you want the details, you know, it's, it's definitely covered in my book. I, I actually had to add that chapter of, of stretch goals because when I first wrote the first edition of my book, there were no such thing as stretch goals. It was a brand new thing that not a lot of people knew how to use. Uh-huh. Um, so by the second edition, it was like, yeah, this is, this is, par for the course you know it's like you got to do it this way and that's how all my campaigns do it when they listen not all of them listen um but when they do they always uh raise more money than they intended to 
Well, you know, that's worth the price of the second edition to get that information and knowledge mm-hmm. of how to properly do that stretch goal, to go in with that already planned. That's yep. the way I would do it, right? Is that that's what you that's recommend? That, absolutely. I, I tell people, have it planned. Don't put it up until you hit your first goal. So don't add it to the Indiegogo page until you've hit your first goal. Because right. otherwise, you know, I've seen some people like, oh, yeah, I want 20000 And the first stretch goal is like 70000 And I'm like, ooh, that's, that's not a stretch. You're, you're pulling on the rubber band pretty hard. That thing's going to break. Um, you got to stretch gradually. So it's like, yeah, your first goal is 20000 Let's hit it. Then reveal the first stretch goal at, let's say, 40000 tops. See if we can uh-huh. get there and then go from there. And again, most people hit two or three different stretch goals when they do it that way, depending on how much time they have. And going back real quick, backtracking to the time frame uh, of running a campaign, the other really, uh, my other favorite innovation that Indiegogo has that no other platform has is the ability for the campaigner to extend the campaign one time. So yes, again, I love that. You can, do, you can do a 30 to 45 day campaign. But let's say you're just, you're, you haven't hit your goal yet. You're only 20% away, but you've only got one day left or two days left. You can extend for five days, however long you think you need. But again, the extension should be as many days as you have a strategy for. This way you're again, not wasting anybody's time. Yep. Well, and you have a, an analytic that allows the filmmaker to know how many people forwarded their emails, right? Uh, so that you yep. can, uh, I've, I recommend that they take a week and run a campaign and give one of their prizes, like a $7,500 prize, to the person who forwards the most emails because that's where the money is. It's not in the hands of the list you have. It's in the hands of their friends, too. Absolutely. And, and yeah, that's kind of what we call the, uh, the referral contest. Um, you know, and, and it, 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 I, well, the way I usually tell people is to not, not award the person who refers the most people because that's easy. That's the easy part. But the person who refers the most backers to the campaign. Uh, backers, so not, got it. Yeah, not, not just, you know, oh, yeah, I, I, sent, 50, I sent 50 referrals. No. I sent 50 referrals, but I helped you raise out of those 50 referrals $700 from 15 people out of that, those 50. You know, that's the important number, how much money that one referrer brought in. That's the person who deserves the reward because they've earned it. Of course. Yes. Yes. Well, I know you love what you do because you get to work with filmmakers every day, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I want to thank you because I knew that uh, I really loved your book and I knew you were great. But now working where I see your input, your critique and the time and effort and energy that goes into uh, the patience and the concern that you put in there, it is sincerely appreciated. So I want to thank you for the work you're doing to support and educate filmmakers because you're not only helping them 
with their campaign, what you're giving them is knowledge and information to for their business because the film, this is a business of film, and it's always important to know how to make money with your film, and that's what you're telling them. So thank you, John. Uh, look, I learned. Uh, you're, you're welcome, number one, and, and I learned it firsthand. Uh, and I was I was in everybody else's shoes where I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, there was no research, there was no you know bibles for crowdfunding for film or crowdfunding <laughs> right. in general. So I had to make it up as I went along, and I I just you know I'm a guy who who kind of lucked out, and I and I I genuinely uh, cared about my audience and my community, and I gave them an experience that they, uh, through my campaign, that they, they were more than happy to pay for, and I learned a ton through the process, and now I'm here, always giving this back. great. Always giving back. Well, on that note, we, we thank you very much, Claire. Thank you for uh, hosting the show, and John, thank you for joining us. And I'm sure that um, all of the people who listen to this will understand how much you and Indiegogo care about fin- filmmakers emerging and established. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Carol. Thanks very much. Yeah. We appreciate all this knowledge. Thanks, Claire. You're welcome, Carol. Thanks, John. Be well, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice. Fair use successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. <laughs>